0: Welcome back to Coffee Pot Finance, the podcast that's all about you and your money. Now, first off, if you're enjoying the show, please share with some family, some friends. we greatly appreciate it. Today's episode is all about renting versus buying a home. Enjoy. The best part of waking up is the Coffee Pot Finance podcast. Welcome back to Coffee Pot Finance. Langdon Barnes in the house. Riley, did that intro, did that throw you off a little bit?
1: I was not ready. Uh, You told me to get ready. Um, I asked what for. You would not tell me. I did not expect that. I can tell you that.
0: Hey, even while we're sitting, got to stay on our toes. Got to stay on our toes. Welcome back to Coffee Pot Finance. We have uh, a good one to follow up our rising rates episode today. We're going to talk about renting versus buying before we get into that riley i don't know about you up in michigan but we're we're about two weeks into our lowest temperature here down in paducah is like 92 and we're cranking like five days in a row of 100 degrees i mean it is it is brutal out there what what's going on in michigan weather-wise
1: it is um it is not that bad um, but I think for Michigan, it's rough. Uh, yesterday, I think it went up to 98. Uh, last night at midnight, it was 81, which was unheard of. Wow. Um, yeah, some hot days, not used to it. Uh, my house was 78 degrees yesterday, so just sweating, having fun. I love
0: it. Well, I'll tell you what, I uh, I was told before coming a, a father that. I had a had a guy say, "Oh, you're going to gain 30 pounds." But I'm one of those people, and part of it's being stubborn, stubborn. Whenever somebody tells me what's going to happen or what's normal, I just make it I'm going to do the exact opposite, you know. So I remember, "Hey, you just got married. Oh, you're going to get big and fat." Or you know, things like that. So he told me that I uh, I don't know if I gained weight necessarily, but those couple weeks before and after Maverick got here, diet wasn't great, sleep wasn't great, exercise wasn't great. I weighed myself, I was 198 pounds, dude. And I'm like, uh-uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna nip this in the bud right now. So yep. I just weighed myself the other day. I'm down to 189. My goal was to go to 185 by mid-July. And with this summer heat that's cranking right now, I'm sweating my tail off daily. My new goal is I want to see a 7. So my goal is 179.9. Uh, I thought
1: i were going to say 187.
0: No, 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 no. I'm going to go to 179.9. I'm going to get into the 170s. And uh, I'm pretty confident I can hit that. But it's just... It's hard for me to do cardio, which is, uh, I think it's pretty common if you played sports your whole life, because you just naturally did cardio. We were basketball players. We played a lot of basketball and it was just a part of the game running up and down the court, you know, of course, being teenagers, big difference. And, you know, we played high school ball, we played travel AU ball nonstop. Riley, when's when's the last time you played basketball full court, running up and down the court?
1: Full court. Uh, so what's crazy is um, that would be Monday. Some friends from uh, church asked if I wanted to go, and I said yes. Uh, and I feel pretty good. What's but if if you exclude that though, I couldn't tell you the last time. I touched a basketball. Yeah. Maybe at playing around at, you know, our parents' house in Kentucky. That's probably – I don't know if that counts, though.
0: So. No, not really, because the goal is like eight foot. So, so or is that something you're going to continue to do?
1: Um, Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's – I was thinking – I played church league the last couple years, on and off, and a couple pickup games, but – I've gone one to two year gaps. It's just wild how a sport can be your life. I mean, from for both of us, the age of five through high school, you know, we were not going to say we were great, but we were good enough to start varsity for multiple years and to be travel the country, AAU ball. So that gives an idea. And that's all we did was basketball, even early on in college, intramural wise, pickup wise. And then all of a sudden, you just, you're over it. I don't even watch basketball anymore. I mean, my my sporting is revolved around NFL football, fantasy football, and then college football coming in third place. That's that's really it. So Yep, yeah. I don't know what the whole point of this was. It was basically trying to get trying to lose some weight, lose some of that dad bod weight, get down to my playing weight, which was actually my playing weight was like 165 pounds. So I probably won't get down there,
1: but well, know what the craziest part is is that on Monday when I played, because I used I used to be able to shoot the ball. I was a, the better shooter of us two. You know were, you, you were my. If
0: you ever, if you know me, or I have a very unorthodox, or unorthodox uh, shooting form. Riley's is a little more pure, and it would go in more. So I think that would classify you as a better shooter. Yes.
1: Yeah, I was. Uh, Lena was a scorer. I was more the 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 3 and d guy of of the days nba I like agree. a clay thompson with no talent you know um i think that's a fair yeah you're a poor
0: you're have you seen the video you know fake clay yeah that guy I mean, uh, big big dolls he's he's hilarious man but he's he made he's big but he just got a little bit more known because he snuck into the finals you're the poor man's big dolls i i that's not that bad no, no, not not at all, not at all. Well,
1: getting to the point on yes. Monday, man i I could not make a shot outside a layup. Yeah. yeah, they don't go. They, they don't go in. Yeah, I was getting so frustrated. Well, um, when you don't
0: shoot a basketball on a ten foot goal for a couple years, that tends to tends to happen. But it, uh, I think we're good. We're good with yeah. talking about her. All right, and I'm not one of those people who talk about my glory days. I usually downplay it. If I was good at basketball, you know, I was all right. Had some good, had some good runs. Um, point is, trying to lose some weight hard to do cardio when it's not basketball related. But at the same time, I don't really want to play basketball. So, what can you do? Yep. Let's. Uh, I see you're drinking some. Co- you drinking some coffee today? I am. I nice. am. Nice. I got me a a body armor. Me and Summer were hooked on these body armor lights. Um watch I don't know if they really even do anything, but
1: I don't know. LeBron drinks them so it can't be that bad.
0: He does. It also has 200% vitamin B6. So, what's better than 100%? 200. 200%. 200%. I like it.
1: Um yeah, I uh I like the I think there's a peach one that I
0: like. Yeah. Peach mangoes pretty good. Coconut's pretty, they're actually all pretty good. So let's dive into it, man. Let's, nobody wants to hear about this crap. Rent or buy a home. First off, we agree home ownership is a good thing in the long run. Buying and owning a home is if you just want to get down to it, it's a good investment. Let's get that out of the way. We'll talk about that a little bit, but we know that, Everyone knows that. Riley, what's your what's your housing situation? Let's just start after college. What was your path from graduating college to where you are now when it comes to renting and owning a home?
1: Uh, cool. Um, so after college, I moved in with um, a couple roommates. Uh, they go by the names. You probably know them as mom and dad. Mom and dad. They're um, good roommates.
0: They paid all the bills, including mine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was nice. If they wanted me back now, we'd probably move because that would be sweet. Um would be bad. No. And then Rachel and I got married, we moved into an apartment on the third floor, had nice views of the interstate. Penthouse. Um oh yeah, that's it was. It didn't say it in the title, but it was. And we loved it. It was so simple. Uh, we we looked at buying homes um, just to be honest, we didn't have the cash reserves. We didn't have the down payment. we We didn't have the income to back it up. Um, and yeah, renting on paper is is a waste, right? Um, yeah, but we knew we knew what that looked like every month. Um, and then we moved to Detroit or outside of Detroit and we bought a home our first home up here uh, actually never saw it before we bought it which was a lot of fun and yeah you usually here.
0: don't usually don't recommend that but
1: yeah it, it was a, but it's
0: but it's worked out it, it was a remodel. it was a completely remodeled home it wasn't like you're buying some some dump you didn't know what the issues were with it
1: yeah yeah it was nice it's uh, remodeled inside new furnace new roof new i mean they they did a good job um, so we felt some some security behind the purchase. What, well, about, before, what about you? Well, yeah, before
0: we talk about just home ownership, um, Summer and I, we bought our home in the summer of 2019. So we rented after college. I did the same thing. Went home, lived with mom and dad and and Jimmy for about a year-ish. Yep. Moved to Nashville, rented for three years. It was fine and dandy. We got married. We rented here for almost a year. We didn't know Paducah, never been here. Didn't want to just dive. Also, we didn't really have a large down payment. Say, you know, just different things like that. We rented and then we bought our home, and uh, we're about three years into home ownership now. It's obviously one of the good things about home ownership is gaining equity and it appreciates over time. I believe the average is four year or. 4% 4% per year. Some years homes are like are going to go down. Some years are going to go up drastically like they have the last couple of years, but on average 4% per year. And we both have seen that. We can both sell our homes for more, if not much more than what we bought them for. So over time, real estate is a great investment. One of my favorites but there are there are certain kind of rules of thumb that go into place into buying a home, and one that's kind of the the financial people well known like to talk about is you don't want your mortgage, your interest, and your home insurance. You really don't want it much higher than twenty five percent of your monthly income. Yep. So that's a good that's a good rule of thumb. That way that way you just don't run the risk of just becoming house poor, and so much of your income goes to the place you live, which was very, very doable prior to 2020. Very doable. And it's gotten to that point, unfortunately, the last couple years, if you've been looking for a home and you're tired of renting, it has become discouraging, maybe even downright depressing. Am I ever going to buy a house? How can I spend this much on a home? And then especially when you include these rates, the focus of this episode is going to be to those people who are currently renting who are not homeowners, but they so badly. just like you all had, just the dot desire summer and I had. We want to own a home so bad. this This is to almost encourage and motivate you and let you know that it's okay to not buy a home right now it's okay so right anything else you want to add to just kind of those those numbers and and where we're at uh as a country right now when it comes to home ownership
1: i think honestly um and i'm sure we'll probably go into this a little bit but if we were if me and rachel were in the same spot right now where we had to buy or rent I'm not sure what I would do. Honestly, we might end up renting um, Yeah, just to be our house has gone up. I mean, over the span of 10 months, a lot in value. So I don't I don't know. Yeah,
0: it's 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 just wild to think about what has happened over the last couple couple years. And we're going to throw out some statistics and just give you some numbers of what things have looked like over time and what they really look like right now. So since 2020. Home prices have gone up 33%. It's great if you own a home prior to 2020. But another thing to add to it, as we touched on the last episode, rates are rising pretty rapidly. Yes, they are still near all-time lows. But when you incorporate what home prices are at right now, when you add in the factor of the increase of rates, the actual home price has gone up 93% since 2020. 20 which is which is just flat out unbelievable right now you're seeing about every four or five houses out of 10 40% of homes are selling over asking price so you have you have homes that are already priced near the top of the market near all-time highs because of what the market has called for and then you, you add in the fact that there is a shortage and you have 10, 15 buyers putting in offers on homes. It used to be a couple of years ago, hey, this house is listed for 215. Uh, we got an offer of 205, 210, 208. Now all of a sudden, hey, this house is worth honestly, it's worth two We're gonna list it at 225 and people are buying these homes for 240. I mean, that's just where we're where we're at right now. Yep. It's just disheartening. I would be disheartened if I'm trying to buy a, buy a home right now because what well, you said it at the beginning, what we've always been told renting, renting, you're just burning your money. Why why is that something that you just don't find to be necessarily true in all situations?
1: Yeah, like for sure. Um, so we have roughly 70 percent of americans live paycheck to paycheck which if you wanted to say that another way it is it could be said that 70 percent of americans aren't qualified to give you financial advice on your daily life and the way it works out with one of your friends and how they uh, how they chose to carry out this path might not relate to you at all Um, what i think it comes down to is how much it costs to operate monthly There are so many, there are so many more expenses with owning a home per month, whether it's your maintenance costs, your HVAC needs replaced. Hopefully I don't have to experience it. Uh, What are you looking at? Four to five grand. Um, You need a new roof. Uh, This changes greatly depending on how big your roof is and how high and everything. Uh, I know my roof is pretty simple. It might not run me that much. It might run me four grand. Some people's might run them 20. Um, all just kind of depends on what you want to do. There's plenty of questions that I think you you need to ask before making this choice. How long uh, am I going to live in this area? Uh, how long am I going to work in this area? Am I planning on changing jobs? Um, I think the rule is, is it five years? If you want to if you plan on living in this area for five years, then it financially makes sense to own a home versus rent. Yes. Cor- correct. Um, so We're not
0: talking, we're not talking necessarily. I love this city. I've been here for, for six years, renting already. What should I do next? These are, you got to think, if you just graduated college, you don't know where you want to live or what you want to do. Uh, some people, yes, maybe, but, Things could change drastically. I mean, you could just living down, living here in Western Kentucky, you could be working in Paducah, buy a home in Paducah, and then all of a sudden a better job opportunity comes in Murray, Kentucky, which is like a 55-minute drive. All of a sudden you switch jobs and now you got a house in Paducah, but you're working in Murray. Instead, it would be better to just kind of wait and just see where things take you professionally and then also... Also, personally, you want to touch on that personally, what things could look like? Let's say you're a single person and you've recently graduated within the past, we'll just say one to three years. What could what could change in the near future?
1: Uh, yeah, first off, um, that's your start in your career. I would say that the odds of, of you being, um, you switching companies, wanting to work for a different company in a different state, is much higher straight out of college than it is when you're 35 right yes um so you might be relocating uh if you're two years out of college buy a home then move the next year across the country like you're you're in a different situation like that's a difficult spot to be in plus also if you're single if you if you meet um if you, you if you have a significant other um you you decide to get married where are you all going to live? If you each own a home, you know, all these different factors of, of just so much unsure over the next three years, that renting, renting makes sense, yep. right? Yep. Yep. Com-
0: completely agree. Cause you know, we do not know what the future holds. We don't know what changes can happen, but we, we do, we can sit down and ask ourselves, Am I going to be here in this city, this area, working at this employer this time next year in three years? And if we're like even questioning that at all, then now is not the old adage. Homes always go up and you're always going to be able to sell it for more than you bought it for is not true whatsoever. I mean, yes, for us, that worked out, but I'm not I can't predict the future. But if we were to want to sell, if we were to buy a home last month and want to sell it six months from now, I think there's a strong possibility that it's not going to be worth as much. When you incorporate interest rates, homes do not always go up in value. So if if you are a recent graduate or recently into the workforce, renting is completely fine. I I would even push to say it is the wise thing to do. So you yeah. you touched on it earlier about different repairs. I mean, yeah, HVAC. We're we've had to put in a new HVAC, five thousand dollars. You know, roof. We might be talking anywhere from that five to twelve, fifteen thousand dollar range. You got a new. We've had to do a new hot water here, fifteen hundred bucks. You know, the one of our rentals, the whole house needed to be rewired, six thousand dollars. When you're renting, you don't do any of those things. You call maintenance you call the property manager and they take care of it that's what you pay rent for so there are some huge expenses that you avoid as a renter which is ex- which is extremely important one early on professionally and two if you do not have an emergency fund in place my opinion you should not be buying a home yep I would agree you, you, that. if you spend your if you have fifteen thousand dollars to your name and you spend fourteen five on a down payment on a house and and crap goes wrong early on, you're now having to get loans on top of loans just to just to pay for appliances. and And that stuff happens all the all the time. But along with that, I mean you have um home insurance is much more expensive than renters. If you do not put down twenty percent, you got you got PMI, property taxes. My property taxes are like twenty three hundred or something like that a year. Lawn care, you got to either pay someone to mow it or you got to buy a mower. Like there are so many expenses that come into home ownership. This is not the knock home ownership. Certain times and situations in life, you're right. It it makes more sense to rent. And you said it earlier too. Seven out of ten Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Therefore, a lot of the people you work with, family, friend, you know, friends, depending on your friend group, the advice they're telling you probably do the opposite because they're not doing the right thing. That's like taking, hey, I'm I'm taking workout and diet advice from somebody who's 50 pounds overweight. I'm probably just going to do the opposite of what they're saying. Similar, and that might be a little too harsh, but oh well, it's a similar type of story. I mean, let's look at what things have changed over the past we'll just say two years how things have changed the, now these numbers are just ridiculous they don't they don't seem correct but they are
1: prior yeah. to
0: 2020 the median mortgage a 30-year mortgage interest rate was right around three percent and that monthly payment was about 1350. Mm. now where we're at in the latest numbers which I think was came out in February. The median mortgage is currently $2,600. Me- the median monthly mortgage has doubled in two years when you incorporate home prices and you incorporate the interest rates going up. And then what people are doing now, Riley, and, and it happens, I want to say it's like 20, I saw 25% of new home buyers are waiving inspections and, and appraisals. What are your, what are your thoughts on that?
1: That is brutal. I think that's (laughs) worse than, than going to the casino and just putting 10, 10 grand on black, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, I, we just, so we just bought, I'll, I'll say this. I don't care. Um, We didn't waive the uh, appraisal or inspection. Uh, We were asked if we would be willing to do that. And I said, no. Uh, nope. I'll sleep in my car. Uh, and, you know, I, I drove up to Michigan um, and we walked through the house uh, and we found a couple things that were not what we wanted. Uh, when they put in one of the tile floors, they uh, bursted a water pipe. Three of the outlet switches, um, I guess the wiring, were, were they put it in wrong or something? And, I don't and know. You,
0: and you found all this out from the inspection?
1: Yes. And then okay. the biggest one is, Lyndon is that uh, since they remodeled, the HVAC or the uh, the furnace went yeah. bad. So we came up here and the furnace wouldn't kick on. So if I, in my situation, if I waive that inspection with those three things, I'm probably, I got a quote on the furnace and they, they told me uh, three grand. My house is, is, it's not a huge house, um, but I'm looking at, you know, 3500 4000 off the top if i waive that inspection and and that's probably not even that bad of a situation oh there there i got i wish i could
0: find the article but there's a i saw a couple in cincinnati area who did the same thing or did, didn't do the same thing you did but the opposite and they all these foundational issues these different cracks they end up spending like a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, there was title issues. They didn't do a title search. They ended up spending like over a hundred thousand dollars to fix all this mess. And like, if a homeowner is saying, Hey, the only way I am going to sell this house to you is if you waive an inspection deuces, get out of there. Cause if you go through with that, you're going to be in trouble most likely. And you're going to feel that instant, instant guilt. I mean, not not our house, but one of our rental properties. We found out from the inspection, hey, this house wiring is not up the code. The whole house needs to be rewired. We're looking six to eight grand, which yeah. we end up we end up basically getting that from the sellers to cover it. If we didn't do an inspection, which is our choice, we're looking at a six to eight grand expense from day one, which which would be crushing to, to where we were at. So, and they're waving appraisals too. They don't care what this house is worth. We're going to, that's when the emotion kicks in. We want this home, no matter what, even if it financially and mathematically does not make sense. We want to live in a home. This is when people just get into trouble. This is when becoming house poor. We've talked about in the last episode, a home, is a great place. It is warm. It is welcoming. You, you own it. You're, you're gaining equity, equity in it as the years go on. But if you're, if you're bringing in $4,800 a month and your mortgage is 26, your whole, I mean, your life revolves around paying your mortgage. That house instantly goes from a blessing to a curse. And I'm, I'm seeing it, man. I'm seeing it all the time, especially with, with with younger people in their early mid late 20s who are who are just buying a house to buy a house and it's like holy smokes that's a heck of a mortgage payment you better hope things go well you better hope you have an emergency fund to cover emergencies you better hope you're you don't have to change jobs or sell your house within the next 5 years so th- those are some of the things that could happen if you buy a home if you rush and buy a home that you can't afford. Let's you know that which leads into some of the pros of of what renting looks like if you are discouraged and you have been renting for a handful of years you love the city you live in, you like your job, you're going to be there for a while, you want to buy a home, but you just flat out can't right now. What are some tips or advice that we can we can give people in that situation? Right. Give give us We got we got a couple written down. Start us off here.
1: Um yeah, so what what we could do is is look for um distressed properties. Good right? word. Um, and, and this isn't bad foundation, new HVAC home doesn't even have a roof on it. Like we're not talking about a complete,
0: we're not not talking dumps or money pits. We're talking homes that might not be the most appealing to the eye.
1: Yeah. Outdated. Um, you know, that, that, what was this? I feel like a lot of homes I see are the seventies where it's like the colorful tile all over the place,
0: wallpaper, shag carpet, kitchen and bathroom are outdated, things like that. Those are those are properties. Now, we're like I said, we're not talking about a complete fixer upper. We're talking about a home that you can buy that foundationally, mechanically works just fine and gets the job done. But you can live in it for three, five, seven years. And as time goes on, you can do gradual improvements. Hey, this summer, I'm going to fix the outside. New landscaping, new shutters, paint the front door, make it appealing, give it some curb appeal. Then next summer, we're going to redo the bathroom and then the following summer and so forth. And over time, you add value to these homes while living in it and you, you make sure you have an emergency fund in place. You have some money, and so these distressed properties, because a lot of people, they're wanting new builds. They're wanting something that's already been updated. Why not look for these distressed properties that are, we'll just use the word ugly, they are a diamond in the rough. And and you, your family, you can even hire work out to get done gradually over time. So what about, so I don't know about you, but for a while there, I was checking like Zillow every single day. To see what new properties would would come up. If you've been searching day after day for months, you are getting even more discouraged, and you're you might even emotionally be forced. Hey, if I don't buy this house right now or make an offer and in waive inspection, I'm never buying a house. Sometimes you need to take a break. You know what? This season, these next six months, I'm not even going to look. You know, take a take a break. But if yeah. you search on Zillow, something you can do. And just kind of leads off of point number one is look at the leftover properties. These are homes that have been on the market, you know, 30 plus days. Sometimes real estate agents or even sale by owners, they don't list the property correctly. They might list it at, I mean, I've seen things listed as a zero bed, zero bath. And it's not. It's just you mm-hmm. type things that, or you mistype the square footage and stuff. Homes are, will stay on the market, not just because there's terrible foundation, issues or their money pit, just because there's negligence of real estate agents. And this kind of leads into something we're going to say is real estate. There's a common known rule out there that 20% of realtors sell 80% of homes. That means the, the other 80% of realtors suck at their job, do some research, do some digging interview realtors, because if there's 108 realtors in your area, Twenty of them are darn good at their, their job. The other eighty are not good. So yep. do not get any of those other eighty on on your side. Rye, do you know anything? Another tip we're going to give some people. A buddy of mine did that this in Nashville. What's your knowledge on house hacking?
1: Yeah, so house hacking um, could be could be a duplex, uh, but more just simply it's a home with multiple bedrooms. Um, so, so you can purchase this home, uh, and rent out these rooms, uh, whatever that may look like, uh, in theory, you can get your mortgage paid by these roommates. Um, it is, I would say not that simple, probably. Um, yeah, yeah. you yeah. got to fill these rooms, make sure they're good tenants, make sure you get their money. Um, and along with this, like buyer or, you know, beware that, I think having your tenants be next door is not a super desirable thing. So it's it's going to be hard. Um, but if you do ha- house hacking well, um, you can really see a ton of benefit from it for for sure. So like yeah, if
0: you were to find a, a duplex or we say a triplex and you live in one and you you rent out the the other side, Odds are it'll probably be somebody you maybe not a friend and living in a duplex next to someone you're written to can can cause some awkwardness at times, especially if they're not the best. If we focus more so on, so who a person who I lived with my last year in Nashville owned a three bedroom home. He bought the home, he owned it. I don't know what his mortgage was. Let's say it was a thousand bucks a month. Now you got to think this was back in he bought this home in like 2016 probably was about that if not less on a 30 year so thousand bucks a month three bedroom he lived in one and he lit he rented the other two out to myself and another friend so these were three friends we all went to church together he owned the home he charged me and our other other buddy i think four thirty a month which nashville rent can't beat it we were giving him, so he was getting 860 bucks a month from us two to pay his $1,000 mortgage. He was almost getting his mortgage paid off of by renters who were his friends. So you could, if you have extra bedroom, especially if you are single and you don't mind having some roommates, fill those bedrooms and charge them, charge them rent and just apply that to your mortgage. Now you don't have to make the mortgage payment. They are, and you can use your money to start to start saving or to apply towards the principal. And yeah. that's what's that's a great term, house hacking. Something great people can do. Hey, why would I buy a three-bedroom home to live in by myself? Well, rent out some of the rooms, and and that gives you more freedom to start saving, save for uh, a down payment in the future if you were to want to sell that house and and upgrade to a bigger house. And yep. then uh, another tip, I think we both, I know we had to get this and you might have as well. You usually need a letter, a pre-approval letter from a lender, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So then, and that will tell you, That will tell you what you're approved for. <laughs> if you are approved for a two hundred dollars or $250,000 loan, start looking at two hundred. dollars in $15,000 homes that doesn't say hey it's not like a credit card we have a $10,000 limit hey we can spend 10000 no go go under that don't try to go to the top of what you're pre-approved for don't try to buy more house than you truly need just because you can that's how you have that's how you become house poor and that's how you become stressed out from owning your home
1: and and just because uh, a bank Uh, an entity tells you, you can afford a $250,000 home does not mean that you can afford a $250,000 home. True. True. You know, they're not, they're not looking at, at all your financial statements, trying to give you the best possible advice and trying to help you out. Um, They're more on the side of looking at, Hey, this person can afford probably up to this. Um, We don't, you know, we want to get money from this person every month. Uh, so we're not going to approve them for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but let's let's do two fifty. You try
0: um, to try to max out as much as as much as possible, but your your uh, quality of life isn't into the equation. Oh, we want to go on vacation next summer. Well, we can't because all of our money goes to our mortgage.
1: Uh, depending on the city, too. Honestly, the difference between a hundred and ninety thousand dollar home and a two hundred fifty thousand dollar home. I mean, it's probably age, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. some amenities that you can do for a lot less yourself. Uh, I, I know the number one thing in, um, maybe not the number one, the number one easiest thing to do that can add value to your home is paint it. Oh, right? for Sure. Takes, oh yeah. Takes, it takes no effort. You can buy a, a nice gallon of paint for, I don't know, 35, 40 bucks. Um, and paint a wall, paint a couple walls, and that adds value because people people don't want to paint. No, um, it's
0: so it's so easy to add value to to your house, especially in the future. You know, you're looking to sell in the in the future. But most most importantly, and like I said, this episode, obviously, we are pro home ownership. We we think. Being owning real estate in, in general is a great investment. It has been, especially if it's a rental property and you get cash flow and tax benefits from it. If you own a home and you live there for five, 10, 15 plus years, it's going to go up in value. And when you go to sell it, you're going to be able to sell it for more than you paid for it. It's It's a good investment. And even the emotional part, it's just great to have a place to come home to that, that you own, especially if you end up paying it off and you truly own it. Yeah. At the same time, this episode is more so for those people who are discouraged and upset and frustrated and think, oh, wait, all my, all my friends are buying homes or this, you know, these people I went to school with are near my age. They're buying a house. You don't know what their financial picture looks like. You don't know, are they, the, the leading, one of the leading causes of divorce is financial stress. Are, Are these friends you're talking about, are they coming home after work every night, yelling at each other and frustrated and yelling at the kids and it all derives from being stressed out by their mortgage? Like, do yeah. not compare yourself to other people in your age group. What I know is hard in our age and generation, especially with social media. Sometimes you need to take a break and just stay off of it. But hey, if, yeah. if somebody, if a couple of you knows, they buy a house that they can't truly afford, just say, hey, congrats, man, lovely home.
1: But let, let them, yeah. And, let, let them and maybe it. on the other spectrum, maybe, maybe they're just doing great and they're, you know, like just cheer for them. Um, yeah. at the end of the day, just, focus on you, be the best you that you can be. And if, if that it, it is in regards to your, if your budget tells you, you need to rent this year and just rent, there's nothing wrong. One year is not going to, it's not going to change anything. Yeah. Um, now yeah. one, one smart, patient, cautious year can help you, um, excel, you know, the next 30, no one doubt. bad decision, one overpaying on a home, maybe you buy something and then move that's you're going to see that dent you're going to feel that dent for a long time it's going to be hard so to recover look at your budget look at look at what you know what, what kind of payment you can do with some flexibility stop listening and stop looking at other people someone's always going to have something that's nicer than you got yeah so just ignore that focus on yourself and it'll be okay
0: and just to say on that we talked about you know different cars. Just to, just because somebody has a very very nice car, doesn't mean they can afford it or they truly own that car. Their payments might be at the wazoo. Just because somebody has a three hundred fifty thousand dollar house, if they owe three forty on it, <laughs> they only own ten thousand dollars of that house. You know what I mean? It's mainly the bank's house. It's just a little bit theirs. So yeah, and and I just want to. I won't name any names or anything, but like to those people who have graduated college within the past, we'll say two to three years, living living in a city they love and a job they like, but they just can't afford to buy a house right now, it's okay. Be patient. I don't think my wife and I, we could afford the house we're in right now if we tried to buy it today. Be patient. Continue to save. You don't need to put 20. We'll touch on this. We, you don't need to put 20% down on your first home. Three, three and a half, five percent is completely fine if you buy it wisely, if you don't, if you don't outstretch, you know, your budget just to get into that house. If you're that recent yep. college grad, it's okay. If you've, if you've recently, we've both been there. If you've recently been married, let's we'll start our life together. But I'm tired of living in this stupid apartment on the third floor. It's okay. Enjoy, enjoy those apartment days. The delayed gratification that you're making now is going to pay off. You're going to know when the timing is right and when it feels right to buy a home and to make an offer on a home. Things are not going to necessarily go down just because rates are going up. In the meantime, take a deep breath. Look for those distressed properties. See if there's a way that you can house hack. Check those listings that have been on the market for 30 plus days. Look, see if there's any for sale by owner signs. Get yourself a good real estate agent on your side. Ask those questions. It's okay to rent. Don't let anybody tell you differently. This is Coffee Pot Finance.